everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to our podcast. We are watching romantic comedies through the ages. I liked your pause there because it like alluded to, do they have a guest or do they not? <laughs> what is the answer, Justine? We alone. We, we alone, alone in the world. One is the loneliest number that you ever did see. But there's two of us. Two, two is the loneliest. <laughs> yeah, this is where we're OG in it. OG podcast. I feel like, do you feel like we just recorded a podcast? Yeah. Because I feel like we just recorded. We did not. We got so used to our new schedule so quickly. <laughs> I'm dying, Ashley. I'm dying. Because <laughs> of the heat? It is hot. Are you melting? I'm melting a little. I'm melting a lot. Yeah, I noticed. (laughs) (laughs) I look like those guys from the Raiders of the Lost Ark at the end. (laughs) Summer, if you didn't know this, summer is hot in California. (laughs) Global warming is real and it's a bitch. (laughs) All right. Well, today we are watching 1999's But I'm a Cheerleader. This is why you gave it to me. I didn't. It's all random. (laughs) (laughs) But in the back of your mind, your subconscious. My subconscious. Well, the DVD.com description is a normal, in quotation marks, teen cheerleader dating the football captain draws suspicion from parents and friends who think she is gay. Shipped off to a camp designed to shove her back in the closet, she meets a tomboy who helps her recognize her sexual orientation. Ow, ow! Ow! Ashley, you missed our... I want to say we watched one lesbian film on the podcast so far. That was, um, fucking them all. Uh, what was it? (laughs) What's the real name of that? I I don't know, but that's the Swedish name. The Swedish name. Fucking them all. Fucking them all. I'm just... That's what we go with. Yeah. Yay! I I like this movie, and you've never seen it. I have never seen it. Uh, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. I've seen clips of it. Mm-hmm. I do not like this description. No? Well, okay. It's worded in such a way that it was, like, who wrote this one? From parents and friends. Like, is a weird phrase. Mm-hmm. My problem with the description is that it's not as campy as this film is. Yeah, it it and I don't like that they used the word normal in quotation marks. I I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't flow. I don't feel like it describes uh the film. Oh. Okay, so I feel like well, I feel like they're like, "Look, this is the this is a teen movie. Here is a teen movie." And like they're trying to do like this is the this is the beginning of American Pie or look like look at these normal teenagers doing normal thing like what the fuck is a normal teenager and what are fucking normal teenagery things well okay <laughs> don't speak so soon because that's what the y- you'll you'll see in the movie okay this I just is- don't I don't like that phrase because mm-hmm. I know it's a it's a and I mean it, it does allude to the fact that she is a lesbian yeah. But I don't like the use of the word. I I am very, you are who you are. There is no such thing as normal in this perpetuating idea that there is normalcy in humanity. 
is like just so damaging, especially to people with mental illness. And it just is. I don't like it. Okay. Uh, It's a hot button issue. I wish the listeners (laughs) could see my face because Ashley, you're just (laughs) describing the theme of the movie. You haven't even seen it yet. And I'm just like quaking with joy. (laughs) Well, it's good that I did that in the description part. (laughs) This description is what the movie's about, but it's not what the movie's about. Like, it's th- all this, but very tongue in cheek. Okay, it's it's delicious. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. <laughs> well, it stars Natasha Leone, who people most likely know from Orange Is the New Black. Oh, <gasps> that's right. Nikki Nichols. Nikki Nichols. I'm excited, like mm-hmm. tenfold now. It also stars Clea Duvall who we also saw in Can't Hardly Wait, and she's all that. Love it. And my favorite (laughs) cast member on this listing ever is RuPaul. RuPaul! There are more cast members that I did not list that are very fun surprises. Yes. Like, look at me. I'm bubbling. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the Beyonce in your head right now? No, 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 no. (laughs) This is this movie that I'm like, Ashley, just look. Okay, continue reading. (laughs) It was directed by Jamie Babbitt and edited by Cicely Rett. The assistant editor was Joel T. Pashby. I like his name. Mm -hmm. Joel T. Joel T. What's up, Joel T? (laughs) The movie is rated R. I don't know why. For no specific reason. Because girls and boys are kissing. And it's 1999. Uh, Boys and girls are kissing each other or boys and girls are kissing their... What? Respective selves. I mean, everybody. Everybody's kissing. <laughs> Everybody's kissing. It's one hour and 23 minutes long, and it's rated three stars on the DVD.com, a Netflix company. A Netflix company. Sponsor us. <laughs> I mean, I've I've worked on, like, how many Netflix movies now? Three? Mm-hmm. They should. I should, I should have content. You talk content to them. You know yeah. the people. I do know people. I should talk to them. But, like, broach it in a way that doesn't get us shut down. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. 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 Like, Netflix needs us to pimp them out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Still, I, I have more to say, but I think I'm going to save it. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Okay. I, let, I'm, I'm ready. Let's, Let's go. go. Watch Let's it because Justine is already, like, happy. <laughs> Let's go. In her pants kind of way. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Cutaways podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey Ashley. Hey Justine. So what did you think of But I am a cheerleader? There was some intense like Christian white people nonsense throughout this entire movie that I just couldn't <laughs> It was so campy. I love campy. It was campy with, like, poignant dialogue. I'll give it that. Yeah. 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 It's supposed to be, like, you're supposed to be, like, what is this white nonsense for the whole thing? Because that's the point. It's all, it's all nonsense. People spend way too much money on crap like that. In reality? In, in, in real life, yes. Yeah. There are some sick, weird people out there. Mm-hmm. I will say I was here for Rufio in rainbow pajamas. <laughs> I that was I I needed that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. 
Shout out Dante Bosco because that was fucking brilliant. Yeah, I told you there are lots of little surprises in this little indie film treasure. Rufio, Rufio. That's my entire, yeah. Yeah, you did chant that the whole movie. I, I don't did. know. I don't know how you caught any of the dialogue. <laughs> Every time he came on screen. Rufio. And he went for it, man. Yeah. With, 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 with Sunshine from uh, Remember the Giants? Clayton. <laughs> man that kiss was beautiful yeah there were lots of there was like angels singing around that kiss Aww. yep <laughs> why was this why was this movie rated r gay sexual themes i'm assuming sexual themes it was actually i just looked it up on trivia the first edit was an nc-17 why because there were extended scenes of megan masturbating and the graham and megan sex scene so female pleasure, as usual. Because they didn't show anything. It's not like there were boobs. Mm-hmm. There was maybe like a two second shot of a picture of boobs. Yeah. Uncovered. There were no, there was no nips shown ever. Nope. 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 There was I mean, no penis. There was no vagina. There was like literally no. No nudity. Butts. No butts. No butts about it. Nope. <laughs> there was no viva la anything aside from pleasure pleasure and uh, innuendo yeah weird bodysuits maybe <laughs> rated r for those janky bodysuits yeah what was that that was that was a thing that i was very confused by because mm-hmm. like how was this camp designed like who came up with this program and who was like yeah this is gonna work crazy mary but like there's no scientific backing or research or actual professionals do okay so one could this have worked anywhere else aside from america no people in america it does happen in other countries i'm not going to say that but people in america tend to fall for things rather quickly and easily Mm -hmm. because we are not taught to do extensive research or find things out about things Mm -hmm. especially those in cloistered christian communities yeah small town yeah also rupaul in tiny blue shorts (laughs) is another thing i am for yeah crazy mary uh aka the villain from casper i can't remember her name yeah it was miss kerrigan in casper Mm -hmm. but i don't know her real the actress's real name so i'm just gonna go by miss kerrigan Mm -hmm. because that's how i remember her by but she was good She's a good villain, foil, female role model, even though she was nuts. As- I like how this movie doesn't get dark because it has the potential. She could be like all crazy Christian at the end being like, you're all going to go to hell. It's a sin. I'm dragging you down. <laughs> like she beats them. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not dark at all. It's very light, tongue in cheek, satire camp. Yeah. Definitely commentary though it's not like satire from a satire's point of view it's commentary it's all commentary a romantic comedy to me is exploring a relationship in a comedic way and there is multiple relationships that can be explored in comedic fashions in this film like we explore the relationship between graham and megan to the she's our main character so we explore that relationship Uh, vastly more than any of the others but you also have the relationship between rufio and sunshine 
at the same time. That's how they're going to be defined. Okay. Because <laughs> it makes so much sense to me in my head. You you get their relationship, so you also have the, the gay side of the relationship. But then you also turn around and you see the, the older gay couple basically parenting Megan, which I found fantastic for writing-wise because mm-hmm. they were just plain... Pa- like, they just were there that they cared about gay kids they didn't want those kids to uh feel left out from the world or like something was wrong with them but they also still were parents so they you know rubbed off on each other and they had they had their rough edges yeah yeah so and i think that's important to show as well so it, it hit on themes that straight people can relate to as well as hitting the romance side of things so to me, it's a romantic comedy first and foremost because those relationships are the crux of the film. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. So since I'm curious, since it got labeled rated R, what age range do you think this is appropriate to show to? I think it's PG-13. I think a 13-year-old could watch this and not have yeah. It's any probably major issues. It probably if it came out now, it'd be PG-13. Yeah. It needed to be in there is the aversion therapy. Like you're literally shocking your genitals, but we don't see it. We just yeah. hear it. Yeah. So and that's Sinead why Sinead was into pain. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she that she totally got off on it. Yeah. I feel like um one thing that maybe tosses it over in the rating is the name of the club, which is the cocksucker. But even then today. Yeah. Cock isn't like. It the was worst clearly word. a rooster advertised there. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> other first thoughts, other first thoughts. There was lots of pink. Pink and blue. I love, I just, I don't know. I love the absurdity of it. That It's like Pepto-Bismol pink. Though. Everything is pink and everything is blue. And then that is your clearly defined, defined label. Right. There's no gray. That's what they're getting at. They're saying there's no gray area, so everything's pink or blue. Or the normies wear their brown neutral colors. Yep. <laughs> it's interesting, though, that they didn't explore, like, bisexuality. I think that they were trying to touch that on um, the the softball character. What was her name? Jan. Jan. Jan was into dick, though. Yeah, but you can be bisexual and still be into dick. Like, well, you can y- like girls yeah. and still be into dick. I think just with the Dan- with the Jan character, they were saying that she looked like a lesbian. But wasn't. But wasn't. And like, what does a lesbian look like? That's what it gets into. It's just like, if you dress like this, you know, then you're not a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Like when Megan goes to Lloyd and Larry's and says, okay, I'm going to start living my life as a lesbian now. Where do I need to hang out? Where do I need to shop? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, no, it's not a... Not a club with secret passwords and stuff. Just be you. Just yeah. be you, boo. Pretty much. I felt like that was the underlying message that needed to be pushed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like it got a little muddled in the satire a little bit. Okay. There were times where I was like, okay, now we're going way... The sex simulation was just... That was directly after we're going to talk about how Just Be You... Mm-hmm. And then we go into this strange sex simulation where he does push-ups on top of her, essentially. And it's just like, I'm confused. I'm confused what you're trying to say, Crazy Mary. What are you trying to say? There were parts where I really liked the, the commentary on, on certain things. One, I really liked RuPaul's character as as the head of the boys and trying to teach them how to be this butch 
character when he himself was not yeah butch he is an ex-gay yeah <laughs> i love that line i was once a gay because <laughs> i still felt like they were still labeling one another in the end like for me just to be you doesn't mean that you need to find your label or find your your definition it's more you just be who you are. You like who you like and love is love and it doesn't need to be defined or labeled mm-hmm. in this weird way. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think that we need to know who we are and find our our groups and, you know, have an identity behind yeah. that. Like, in the beginning, Megan was Megan. She didn't yeah. really understand her feelings and she's like, oh, I thought everybody felt that way, but yeah. I guess I'm just got a boyfriend everybody else got a boyfriend she doesn't have that maybe she'd like never seen yeah she needs to find well and it's not just lesbian she could be bisexual even though i don't think she is but it's more of exploring yeah that sexuality side of it rather than define like yeah she's a teenager still yeah she has no idea yeah for sure like, I, I do think that people can, and I'm not trying to, like, knock anything. I'm just saying I do think that there needs to be this understanding or even this, soci- like, a society allowing teenagers to explore. Like, Rum Springer. Yes. Yes. We need a sexual revolution version of Rum Springer. But that's just what college is, really, right? If you can, like, afford to go to college... It's still you start taking those like women's studies classes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that's good, and and well, I think in high school we shouldn't be pushing. Oh, did did you get did you get a boyfriend or did you use your makeup? Did you fall into your clique? Yeah, because I think if we kind of started off in high school where you don't need to have this definition, you don't need to be part of the popular kids. Likes and dislikes don't define you. Like. You're a band kid or you're a geek because you like to do mathletes or whatever. Instead of defining you by your group, mm-hmm. define you as, as a person. Like allow that person to explore these things that make them happy and don't bully or, or pressure them into doing something else. Because I think if high school was a little bit more open and, and it's a bad way to define it, but safe spacey. Mm. I feel like it would be better and then you could go off and then have a further exploration in college. I think it would it just sets you up to feel better about yourself rather than feeling bullied and having to shut down and it would help with the the depression um in teenagers or and the suicide rate in high school. I just think that this is all kind of connected. I think a big problem especially with just millennial generation is we are so used to having our path defined for us and our check boxes to check that we don't know how to divert we don't know how to reroute from that path we freak out like oh no I didn't get into the college that I wanted what do like I'm a smart kid what do I do now like I I didn't apply to any other colleges because I was supposed to get into this college yeah like I wish that I did do a little bit more exploring or or just define like feeling like what that type of relationship would be. She married now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I I I've found women attractive, but I've never really had that it's never been the same as with guys. Yeah. And that's fine. 
But I think because I grew up in the small town, I never really thought about about that attraction. Mm-hmm. Like I never tried anything outside of that. Good, good first thoughts. Do you have any questions for me? Well, what? Because you've seen this before. So, what's like your interpretation of it from a different, from a out of college single gal? Well, <laughs> I first watched this in college. Maybe I was single. I probably was dating a boy because I always was. <laughs> in college? Yeah. Yeah. You I had know. all the boyfriends in college. Shut up. <laughs> Her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, guys. <laughs> My roommate who was asexual uh, dating uh, a gay man. Interesting. <laughs> who then came out as trans and then underwent a... Uh, gender change so her boyfriend then became her girlfriend and and then they broke up but whatever Um, so I had a lot of college like I was like nothing you know in little town and then college of like thrust into the big the giant rainbow yeah (laughs) (laughs) like all spectrums um but then she was just surprised I'd never seen this movie and uh she showed it to me and I thought it was great. It's just my kind of indie indie movie kind of thing, and I love campy, very Tim Burton-y campy, very Tim Burton, very Wes Anderson. Yeah. Um, watching it now, I haven't watched it in a while. It's a little dated, of course. Just like there are things, a lot of things I don't address, and the pacing is a a little bit slow. Um, but yeah, back then it was just like. A lesbian movie? What? <laughs> what is this? What? <laughs> yeah. What do you think about Megan and Graham's relationship? Oh my god. So I love Megan and Graham. And last year, Clea Duvall had her directorial debut directing a feature. And she wrote and she was in this movie. And Natasha was in it as well. And they were a couple again in the <gasps> movie. I know. It's super exciting that I just like totally just rented it on Amazon Prime. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Megan and Graham part two. Because it's just like them as an older couple. It's, they're not like the main couple in the movie. And actually, um, uh, what's her face? Melanie Linisky. She's in it, too. Um, so it was just like a kind of a, a, a but reunion. I'm, a reunion of but I'm a cheerleader written directed by Cleo Duvall, which I, was, I would t- it's called The Intervention, and I would totally recommend it because if you're a fan of this movie, you're like, ah! <laughs> so yeah, whenever I see them together, it's just like, yay! Like hearts, hearts. I ship them. I ship you know. <laughs> what do you think about RuPaul and Crazy Mary's son? Are Rock? they doing it? Yes. I don't think that they're doing it. I think that Rock likes to tempt. Mike because Rock is just clearly stubborn and not changing at all and he just like he's there to fuck with everybody okay and that pisses off Mike because he wants to definitely be that ex-gay you know so I I, do and I don't I I think that so I don't think that they're fucking I think that I think that they could like drunkenly one night like go too far I Um, think it's gonna happen yeah I think it's going to happen, and then Mary's just going to go psycho and murder everyone. Possibly. Yeah. I like that Rock is there just fucking with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he walks up the first time, and he's carrying that shovel. 
Yeah. And then puts it between his legs and, and then like rubs one it. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the guys. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this movie is just, oh, it's always panning across the, the kids and they're always doing their best like turned on faces and whatever everybody's, yeah. whether they're biting their lips or just like licking and like, just like everybody's got like, do do your turned on face. <laughs> I love that Natasha's is still the same as in Orange is the New Black. Yes, her being an orange is new black again. I was like, "Yay, it's Megan gone to jail." <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh, let's get into the plot. Do it. We start out with some jumping cheerleaders. It's amazing. Which I always love thinking in in um Megan's head. She's not thinking she's attracted to them. She's just like as she's making out. She's like, I just think of cheerleading the whole time. And they're like, No, no, no. You're you're actually thinking of the girls. <laughs> But in her head, she doesn't realize that she's doing it. Yeah. It's like before you really have a sexual awakening, you're you're not really thinking of it sexually. You're just thinking of it, this is what I enjoy. Yeah. So why why put the sexual connotation on Like, you're putting the sexual connotation on it. I love that the music puts the sexual connotation on oh, those yeah, shots. Oh, yeah, no, totally, that does. But I'm saying, like, Megan herself, she's yeah. not, like... She's so innocent in the beginning. Well, and she's not really thinking of it like when you're young, you're like, oh, I have a boyfriend. But really, you're not doing anything with that boyfriend. It's just someone that you hang out with. Yeah. I don't think she was being a prude or or anything. She just wasn't maybe wasn't ready for it. Yeah. What did you think of that kissing? That was the weirdest fucking kiss I've ever seen. (laughs) That was him like her just opening her mouth. And him like sticking, it was weird. It was him like, licking like the back of her throat. Yeah, yeah. It was like weird fish mouth thing going on. I was like, ah. I like that because it's supposed to be like this is unappealing. Gross. Yes, it's 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 that parody. Yeah. Thing. Dinner with her parents, the lovely Mink Stole and Butt Court. Harold had a daughter. Harold. I love Harold. I wish he. I wish they had like a little bit more of a presence in the, the parents. film. Yeah, they felt like pushovers. Although I like how in the very, very, very end he's accepting. Yeah, yeah. She's not so much. Well, she's in like a shroud. Yeah, and a hat. She's in disguise. Yeah, the <laughs> she's, mom. She's Carmen San Diego. <laughs> oh, moms! They do a prayer in the beginning that everything to be normal, <laughs> the normalcy. Please, yes. God. Michelle Williams is her BFF in the movie. For two seconds. For two seconds. I mean, she wasn't even in the opening credits. This is nobody Michelle Williams. Yeah. So this first major scene is the intervention. Mike, who's RuPaul, RuPaul Charles. And pretty much Megan didn't know she was gay. Everybody else is like, you're gay because uh, you got vagina art. Yeah. And bikini women in your locker. So Mike works at True Directions and he says, we're going to help you out. It's a little eight week program with a step by step course yep, to turn you straight so you can have your true direction. And then she gets shipped off to True Directions. We meet Mary, who runs the place, and her son Rock, who is definitely on the queer side. And um, we get um, we get to step one, admitting you're a homosexual. Yep. Got to do it. Otherwise, you're going to have to wear this hospital gown. Yeah. And these booties. Yep. Because you're not human. Yep. 
Hillary is there doing a Australian accent. Yeah, why? I don't know, but I didn't know that she wasn't really Australian when I first saw this. No, she's not. <laughs> she's definitely not. She was in Ever After. Yes, she was. Doing an accent. Yep. Maybe she just enjoys doing accents. Maybe. It's a fun, fun, it's a fun thing. Fun thing. Yeah. Fun actor thing. Yeah. Uh, Hillary gives her the tour, and in the dorm room, she meets Graham, who's Clea Duvall, at her Clea Duvalliest. Yep. The hair. The hair. The bod. That bod. <laughs> Those knee-high socks. Yep. The smoking. The smoking. Forever smoking. She smokes in almost everything. Yeah. Especially in the 90s. Yes. She smoked and she's all that. Yes. Oh my god. Because she always plays like a badass and badasses smoke. I guess that's true. Girl, I hope you don't have lung disease. They meet the other campers. Do you want to go through who the other campers are? Well, there is... You can say your nicknames you made up for (laughs) Danny Bosco, who also played Rufio. He is a wrestling student who is gay. Then there is Sunshine from... (laughs) From Remember the Titans? Clayton. Clayton. There's Jan, who is the softball player who we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Then... Joel. Joel's the Jewish one. Sinead is um, the goth. Our, yeah, our goth plus masochist. Yeah. She likes pain. She likes it painful. Andre. That's the one I'm forgetting. Yeah. Andre is my spirit animal. Yes. <laughs> I like Andre a lot in this movie. He was fantastic. That's it. That's Those are our campers. And they're all homosexual. They are all homosexuals. What's What's their roots? What, who came up with root? Like, is that like, who planted the seed in you for you to become gay? Yeah. Okay. That's, I don't know. I feel like this was all like different therapy ideas. Like the, the first thing is, is like an AA, like admitting you have a problem. And then the root thing is the source of your problem. I feel like Jamie Babbitt did research on different types of group therapies and then satirized it. Yeah. I it's, As someone who is in current therapy, this just drives me a little bonkers. Yeah. Just because the, the therapy is probably more damaging than actual just talking about your feelings. Like sending him away to this camp. It depends on who, how Crazy Mary decides to like do her thing. But because Crazy Mary is not a professional. Right. Also has like prison themes throughout this like mm. solitary and then also she wouldn't let Megan wear civvy clothes until she def- like passed the first step it's like that's manipulation mm-hmm. into saying what you want to hear so like Jan mm-hmm. Jan admits so that she can have the ability to not be wearing this hospital robe all throughout this camp. It just, it feels like that is more damaging than actually like talking about your feelings or having group talk or or something like that. Well, this is not a person who cares for them. Mary. No, she's doing it under the guise of helping people, but wanting the money out of it. Yeah. Or maybe there's some weird religious things in there too, but, and just, Fixing her son as well. Yes. 
part of me is just like cringing at this. Even though it's supposed to be satire, it's just like, oh my God, I couldn't imagine sending people away to and forcibly making them admit to a pro to a quote unquote problem that you define as a problem. Yeah. But isn't. Well, this actually happens in real life. It doesn't happen like this. No, it's way worse. There's shock therapy. There's insane conversion tactics, beatings, even some murders. Yeah. Do you want to bring in our vice president? <laughs> uh, I don't define him as my vice. No, just kidding. Uh, Michael Pence. Michael. Michael. This shit doesn't work. No. Let children be who they are and let the state and the country help them when the crazy religious wingnut parents that they have kick them out on the streets. If you want to be really pro-life, you will help these kids. You will prevent the suicide rate if you just let them be who they are. Love who they want to love and... Have fun doing it. Like, you're, it's not hurting you. You are not sitting there in their bedroom watching this happen. So calm and slow your roll and get the fuck on board or get out. I hope he's not in their bedroom watching them get busy. Ugh. I mean, he can't be in the same room with another woman by himself. No. Well. Without having impure thoughts. Fortunately, a lot of good has happened since this movie. Yes, a lot of good has happened since then, but I do see that we are slipping back if we continue to focus in on our differences rather than what makes our communities great. Because making America great again is about camaraderie, is about standing together. Like after 9-11 happened, New Yorkers came together and did amazing things for one another. They they held soup kitchens. People had people in their houses that lost their homes. People paid for, you know, cab fare for some people. People paid for public transportation to get people out of the city to their families. There was a lot that was done that I see that can be done again. I still see it, like, with people who go and you know, donate their time or their money towards these causes to help immigrants. Like I see the the stuff that Lin-Manuel is doing for immigrants in this country. And I'm like, that's what, that's what it makes America great is the fact that we can come together and we can help people. Like if we keep focusing in on that negativity, then it's just going to drive us to the point of another civil war or insanity. I mean, focusing in on our differences is what got us to where we are now. Like, identity politics has got us to the point where we are in a bad situation now. We have a vice president who believes in conversion therapy. We have a president who thinks that women bleed from every orifice of their bodies. We, and that's disgusting for some reason to him. Yes, President Trump, I bleed. It comes out of my uterus. It comes out of my vulva. And then I have to clean up after myself. That's great. That is what being a woman is about. Oh, because I bleed, my opinion doesn't matter? No. If you want to focus in on identity politics like that, then you are going to not only push people away, but you are going to further divide us into these all communities. And it's going to prevent us from working together and being great as America. 
I got very ranty today. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do I care if my neighbor is gay? Like, they're going to make me cookies and I'm going to make them cookies and we're all going to be happy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what do I care if my neighbor's gay? They're going to make me cookies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's continue. Megan, she thinks about it. She thinks about all the things. Really thinks about it and goes, I'm a homosexual. Yes. Do you feel like she was coerced, though? Because I feel like she is. They were tearing her down. But, yeah, it was... They were using all of the things that her friends and family brought up in her intervention to, like, pressure yeah. her. Yeah. And But there's nothing wrong with her admitting that she is gay. Yes. It just, to me, the way that they were going about the satire felt like coercion. And obviously that's what happened to Jan. She was coerced into admitting when she wasn't. So it's like you can can swing this happening both ways. Mm -hmm. And it's still negative. I like how you're bringing up Jan a lot. Jan, I felt like a connect. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. It was just like, I felt for her. Yeah. Because I feel like, just because I, I, I like softball and yeah. I do do not dress like this and not like the epitome of a woman. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. Right. And I, that's where I felt like it was like they could have pushed that message a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Because even still today. Okay. I dress in jeans and a t-shirt all the time. Does that make me like some weird or any less of a woman i don't know you're wearing basketball shorts right now does that make me a lesbian no getting these gay vibes off you i don't know if i could be in bed with you right now but you are justine <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me she's she's touching me <laughs> through lesbian fingers oh that's so high school Ugh, i don't even like joking about it but it doesn't make any sense. It, it I never no made sense. Se- it's never made sense to me. Progress. Okay. So at dinner, they all support each other, the campers, except for Graham. She's a bad egg. Jeez, <laughs> Graham. Yeah. Bedtime. We got to see some masturbation shock therapy, aversion therapy. When you and think she likes it. Yeah, Sinead. She's thinking of Graham. I followed this time. I follow. I more followed the relationship of Sinead's like obsession. With Graham. Like, I, I paid attention to that more from, like, the beginning when she's masturbating, like, with her sock. Mm-hmm. And then through to the end when she rats them out. Yeah. What did you think? Bitches gonna be bitches whatever sexual orientation they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's exploring the idea that no matter the the orientation, you still have weird, obsessive, stalkery yeah relationship things that happen. Women can be stalkery too, not just dudes. Megan gets a phone call from her mom and dad. They want her to be normal as soon as possible so they can all... What was with Crazy Mary in the background with the guitar? <laughs> I loved it. It was very, um, doe a deer, a female <laughs> deer. Did it reek of sound of music to you? No, I was mostly concerned. Like, I was like, what does she do it? Because... In my mind, automatically, she is the oppressive figure that is going to, like, use anything or any type of manipulation. She obviously was listening to the conversation. Yeah. So I'm like, what is she going to do with the guitar? Like, beat her with it? Or is it, like, 
that's the timer or I, I was trying to figure out what was going on with the guitar. I think maybe it leads into later, like uh, she gives the assignment to Megan to come up with a song to help her. Oh, like she's practicing different therapies. I know she was reading different therapy books. Mm, maybe. Maybe. I don't have a, a final answer on that. So she's like Patrick from The Fault in Our Stars. She's trying to do group therapy with song. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that would make sense if it was ever brought up again. Yeah. Step two is rediscovering your gender identity. This was some nonsense. I loved it. My gender identity has always been wonky. <laughs> my gender identity doesn't involve getting on my hands and knees and scrubbing a floor with a toothbrush like or a what like was little, that? It's it was a like a brush. it was a little scrubber brush. It was like a dish scrubber brush. Yeah. Cuz that's what mommies do. My mommy never did that. No. My mommy brought other babies into the world. Yes. When I was younger, I used to always get confused as a boy. Really? Yeah, really. I've well, never heard this story. Really? No, you've never told me this story. Like, I've got, like, clear memories of, like, um, when one time my dad's car broke down and he had to get a, a tow truck. The tow truck driver said to him, like, this must be exciting for your little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Referring to me. Because I always wore, like, baseball hats and, like, baggy, baggy shirts and sweatshirts and, like... Mm -hmm. To me, they're gender neutral clothes, but like I hated wearing, there's a time where I hated wearing dresses. I didn't own anything pink. Like I didn't own anything pink until college. And now you're covered <laughs> Now, <laughs> I know. See, like it's been a whole like. Spectrum of emotions. A spectrum of like, uh, every day I wake up and you just decide like what you want to be in the morning. Your, your clothes are your costume. And sometimes you're I just feeling wear what's comfortable. Y that's that's who you are. And sometimes I'm a little more girly, and I feel like that's how I am now as I get as I'm older. But definitely not when I was younger. That's very tomboyish, and yeah. As a kid, I didn't get to choose what I wore all the time because I went to Catholic grade school, and I went to pu I, when I went to public school, I could finally choose what I wore. And it mostly just landed on jeans and a t-shirt because it was just, it was comfortable. I didn't have to spend a shit ton of time in the morning and I could sleep in. Yeah. I don't wear makeup. I don't gussy up. Yeah. I'll curl my hair and I'll look mm -hmm. cute. Yeah. Yeah. My parents raised me like very gender neutral. I had Barbie dolls, but I also had action figures and remote control cars, you know. Mm -hmm. Mostly a lot of art supplies though. If anything, my parents raised me to be an artist. If that's <laughs> if they're pushing me to anything, it was just like here are paint supplies, you know, like you will be an artist when you grow up. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> Here's art class. <laughs> I mean, if anything, I think I was raised to be a strong and independent woman. Yeah, same. Cuz I had really good female role models just from the standpoint that my mother always worked no matter like no matter yeah. what she always worked to take care of us and my grandmother worked until the last six months of her life to me I think that was probably just based off of their modeling that was what I was raised to be and that's my root <laughs> Well, jumping off of that, let's talk about the movie, like, 
parents yeah a little bit because we definitely are a reflection of of our parents in from what we picked up on them in childhood yeah and i think that that can go across the board from a lot for a lot of people we are a reflection of what happens to us in our childhood not to get all freudy on you so megan's parents Mm -hmm. they they seem to be just the typical american family maybe a little bit of christianity they might not go to church every sunday to me this is like my definition of them they just want to be okay and healthy and in in the world with no problems yeah i feel like they're very like cold war parents Mm -hmm. like the whole thing of like you don't want to be mistaken for a russian spy so you're very all-american yeah and you don't want to cause any issues in society you don't want to rock the boat or anything because then you could be thrown out Mm -hmm. essentially the other, there's some of the other parents where I felt like they were a bit aggressive. Graham's parents. Graham's parent. Graham's dad. Yeah. I felt like her mom. That was her stepmom. Well, no, her mom, her actual mom mm-hmm. left. Yeah. Because she may have been bisexual or a lesbian or whatever, what have you. And, or just didn't want to be in a relationship with him. And because... She may have went off and had another relationship with someone who may have been of the same gender. He has blamed that sexual orientation or that sexual preference for everything. Hmm. Like he seems like somebody who sees, doesn't see the issue in himself, but sees it in the one specific thing yeah. that he was left for He's like that one thing that's the problem yeah like if if that one thing was fixed everything would be okay and she would still be with me like it's not me i'm perfect yeah yeah narcissist mm. we got those big broad examples but then we never got anything really in between until the end mm-hmm. i don't know the jewish parents seem just like loving Loving parents willing to do anything to, you know, yeah, help their baby boy. Yeah, it didn't seem like they really, not necessarily cared, but it felt like they would be the ones that would be accepting right off the bat. It's more like they're doing what they're told that they needed to do. Yeah, I could see that. It's probably fit in with their... Their religion. Tight-knit community. Yeah. So back to the movie where we are... The kids are partnered. They got to find a friend and Megan and Graham are partnered up. And Megan is not into this because at this point, Graham's the bad egg who picks on her and is just mean. She's a meanie beanie. Um, They do some flashcards and there's football and changing babies. All the activities. And vacuuming. Yep. Cars and wedding and beauty. Um, There's family therapy we talked about. Graham's dad is a dick. Andre, little, little, little poor Andre. He's like, I'll never know why I'm gay. He's like, I, I'm trying to find my root, but I don't know. These are all, I don't know why. You were born that way, baby. Yeah. Megan comes up with her root saying that her mom was supporting the family for a short while. And the parents are like, what? It's, it's our fault? What? That's- <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Mary really is like, oh, yeah, your your father was emasculated. Your mother was domineering. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not, not what I said. 
Yeah, it's definitely like, ooh, I read this out of a book and this is what it must be. It's like, mm-hmm. you are not a professional. You mm-hmm. are, you have no idea what you're diagnosing. So what are you doing here? Yeah. So uh, after when they're hanging out in free time, Grandma's like, Megan, you do know this is bullshit. You are who you are. Yeah. But Megan is still like, no, I can beat this. I can be straight. It's a disease. I can do it. But, mm, unfortunately, Megan starts to have feelings for Graham. Not unfortunate, but unfortunate to what her plan is at the beginning to, like, quote, get better, get straight. It's just made her more gay. (laughs) There it is. Which is, like, 90% of what happens at these camps. Yeah. So, um... Megan dreams about kissing Graham and then she masturbates, but she catches two boys kissing, Clayton and Dolph. Day's hot. They get in trouble. Clayton gets sentenced to solitary and Dolph gets kicked out. Solitary in a playhouse for yeah. a week. Yeah. That reminded me of um, the Adams Family values. Yes. <laughs> See, it's like the yes. same thing. It's a summer camp movie. Yeah. It's the same movie. Not really, but... Same plot points. Yeah. Like, where the plot... Well, I guess plot progression. Step four, demystifying the opposite sex. Which I don't feel like they really did that. That was just a slideshow where it's... their shit. They're saying... Fakely photoshopped into things. Yeah. Where it's just like, look, it's very 1950s. Mm -hmm. Father has just come home and mother is preparing him a cocktail. This is what you're supposed to do. Mother pleases father. But no foreplay. Men get in there. And they stick it. Uh, they unload and they get out. Oh, they unload and they get out. Um, During the slideshow, Graham touches Megan on the arm. It's and then precious. they um, spend some time together. Some flirty, flirty, flirt time together. Flirt, flirt, flirty, flirt. Um, then we get the night where they sneak out with uh, Larry and Lloyd. The XX gays. The XX gays to the cocksucker. <laughs> Which is a gay bar. And, um, you know, Megan's uptight about the whole thing. Like, I didn't know you'd be taking me to a gay bar. Like, she's never, she, she's such a precious. We have a gay bar in my tiny town. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's called Bubby and Sissies. Oh, wait, you told me that. We were going to go there. We were going to go there, but then they were closed or something. I don't remember. We didn't have time. No, there was no time during the wedding. So they're at the gay bar. Graham's just like, stop being so uptight, Megan. Just be yourself. She gets asked to dance. So Megan's dancing with this one woman, and Graham is dancing with Sinead. And Megan doesn't like how Sinead's all grabby-grabby on Graham, so she runs out. And then Graham runs after her, and she's like, they have a little fight. This was just a little muddled for me. Like, what what were everybody's intentions? I feel like they didn't want to... Be like, I like you and you should only like me. They didn't want to be do that yet. But they were kind of feeling that. So they started backing off or, you know, just it, it was muddled because I think their feelings are very like muddled. Uh, yeah. OK. No, that makes sense. Yeah. For the scene to be that way. It was just more of what is happening in the scene. Also, Whisper Lady was interesting to me. <laughs> she always seems like too old. Well, she seems old and she also seems like the, hey, girls. Megan's like, what's up? I'm going to entrance you with my <laughs> resting bitch face and whisperness. <laughs> I want to see you bring that to a club. 
What, resting bitch face whisperness? Yeah. You get all the ladies. <laughs> oh, you're doing it. <laughs> you would get all the ladies. So they have a little tiff because they can't fully say their emotions. And, you know, Megan's like, well, what do you really want? And Graham's like, Y'all, this is what I really want. And kisses Kiss. her. Yeah. And then they're smush like. Smush faces. I'm sorry. Oh, but I like that. Smush, smush, smush. More smush. More of the smush. Oh, do you want to talk about Andre dancing? Andre worked those rain boots. Okay. I have never seen anybody, anybody wear rain boots to the club. But if anybody could rock them, it was Andre and that feather boa. Mm-hmm. He was working it. Mm-hmm. He got it, girl. So, yeah, they sneak back home. Andre still doesn't have his root. And then Jan says she loves Dick and always has. And runs out of there. Mary finds the cocksucker matches. Under Graham's bed. Yep. So Graham deflects and says that she has a crush on Joel. You see that? She was like... I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble. Hey, 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 hey. Shiny thing. <laughs> I like you. I like this boy. It's working. Your conversion therapy is working. I've had feelings for this man. There is an extensive meeting with parents again, and Megan's parents straight up say you can't come home if you're gay, so you've got these four more weeks or whatever to get over it, or else no coming home. The stakes have raised. Did they, though? Mom was adamant, dad was not. Correct, yeah. I didn't feel as threatened by that as I might, as I probably should have been. The dad was a sweetheart. Yeah. He was Harold. Harold. Harold understands the ways of love. He does. You love who you love. That's right. No matter age, gender, or spiritual being. Okay, so... They do a little protesting outside Larry and Lloyd's safe house. And then uh, there's the final test. Dun, dun, dun. They got to pass these gender tests, like chop wood and scrub dishes, and do an essay about their route. But Andre doesn't pass. And I love his little monologue of, like, congratulations, liars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Andre's pretty great. He's fierce. Yeah. And um, he also knew how to smize. Mm. Andre, he's kind of like my secret fave after Graham and Megan. Yeah. He was my spirit animal. Like, I would totally hang out with him at the club. Yeah. I would have him teach me how to dance. Good luck. I don't think you can shake your booty like he can. <laughs> I got a lot of booty to shake. <laughs> Get those rain boots. I do. They're in the closet. Oh. They have peace signs on them that are rainbows. <gasps> oh, my God. Did you just come out? <laughs> Based on the criteria of this summer camp, though, mm-hmm. I would be gay. Yeah, the, that's the problem. I mean, I have a calendar of upside down boobied Harley Quinn on my wall right now. Yep. Yeah, I could totally bring in several objects to your intervention. Yeah. <laughs> that night, Graham and Megan have sweet, sweet love. It's so pretty. Megan says, I've never felt that way before, except for when I'm cheerleading. I love the way that it was edited and shot, mm-hmm. too, because it was this dream sequency kind of fantasy yet tender yeah. scene. I really like the song that they put mm-hmm. with it. The, Are you still, still breathing? <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
very nice. It's um, there are a couple sex scenes in what's the movie I did, Jamie and Jesse, mm-hmm. that are very similar to that. It's pretty much how you do indie sex scenes, especially lady. It's lots of hand, hand on back, hand on. Th- Although they did the kissing thighs, that's that's one I wish we'd do more often. Well, I like that you don't necessarily define what lesbian sex is because lesbian sex is different for each partnership just like straight sex is kind of different for each partnership it's not all just thrusting and grunting as the teen movies would have you believe the old thrust and grunt yep (laughs) but i I, like i like when you do that it's like this ethereal kind of trance-like state Mm -hmm. where you're not thinking about the real like not necessarily the reality of the situation you're just thinking about being with your partner and and feeling with them it's about feeling the same things at the same time yeah yeah i think that the scene really captured that Mm -hmm. so the next morning megan is in trouble she totally got ratted out by sinead yeah because she followed him she did that like look up like she was still she was still awake when they went off together because she was torturing herself a little yeah the deal is you're kicked out or you can stay but be partnered with rock in, in the sex simulation. The sex simulation. A.K.A. rape. Sexual assault happened. Yeah. yeah. Coerced sexual yeah. assault. Um, She refuses, but Graham takes the deal. Because her dad's there, and her dad's like, you're cut off. For everything. everything. And then stepmom steps in and says, you've already lost your mom. Ooh. Do you want to lose your dad, too? Aww. That is a bitch move. Aw. Aw. Megan goes to the safe house, says, teach me how to be a lesbian. But you know who's also there? Rufio! 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 In those pajam jams. I love them. I'm going to get you a pair. They have them at Target. (gasps) Do they? They have them, and they have this unicorn onesie that's got a rainbow horn for pride. So much unicorn this year. Everything is unicorns. It's the year of you. A me? That's what it is, Justine. Somebody else called me a unicorn the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Who? Uh, a producer. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. She's British. Oh, so it was unicorn. Yes! <laughs> so it's different than my unicorn. It's uh, unicorn. 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 Justine, are you a beautiful unicorn? Uh, yes. <laughs> The simulated sexual lifestyle is where they are wearing those Adam and Eve jumpsuits. Yep. With leaves over their private, their nips and their areas. Their areas. And their no no square. Their no no square. <laughs> yes. Um, just learning how to have ugh, missionary sex like the straight people do. I don't know what sex they were learning how to do because I don't have it like that. <laughs> Also, there is foreplay. Oh, I don't know what they're doing because I haven't gotten it in a long time. <laughs> Ouch. Sorry. Ouch. It's okay. Megan is adjusting to life at the safe house. She's talking to Dolph. They got a plan. They got a plan. It's pretty much like, well, what are you willing to do for your love? love. Yeah. And also, he wants to get Clayton. Yeah. So there's graduation day. Everybody's all dressed up. 
Megan and Dolph sneak on in their cl- camouflage. No one can yeah. see them. <laughs> they run cam- through an open field. <laughs> because they're wearing camouflage, no one can see them, okay? Okay. <laughs> they're crawling up the aisle. <laughs> I know. In gray and black camouflage in the middle of a bright green field. Yep. Totally camouflaged. Yep. Can't see them. I really hope that was the satire part of it. <laughs> that that camo camo is invisibility cloaks. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Dante gets Clayton, but and they get it on like in a tree. Um, but, but like damn, Megan can't quite get Graham to come. She's just like we're running away, and Graham's like, "Well, where would we go? Bye. I got to do this." So. Megan goes and changes to her cheerleading outfit. She looked good in that cheerleader outfit, man. Goes up in front of everybody and does her cheer for Graham. Because you're the one that I adore. Can't fight love anymore. Because this is fate. It's fate. It's fate. You can't change your fate. Just so, like you can't change your sexual orientation. <laughs> Although your sexual orientation is fluid, can be fluid. It can change on you. Mm-hmm. Whatever, just love who you love. Whatever, love who you love. Check in on yourself. Say, hey, am I okay? I'm great. Is that the you sing in the shower? Yeah, every day. Yep. Okay. How you beautiful. doing, Justine? <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> You're great. You're great. So Megan runs away because crazy. Crazy Mary is insane. Gonna chase after her and probably axe murder her. Yeah, she really was. Graham runs after her. Yay! And they hop in the back of the truck and, and they, they kiss. kiss. And they ride off into the sunset together. The end. Until you see uh, the end credit scene where pretty much Megan's parents are in, are in, in an ally support group. Yeah. Or what is it called? P-Flag. Oh, is that what it is? I mean, I don't know if that was specifically P-Flag. Something... And that's the end of the movie. It's really simple and quick. And they kind of beat you over the head with being like, it's okay. You're normal. You're fine. Be who you are. This is all stupid. You know that. We're fine. Fine. Don't let the bastards grind you down. So, Ashley, you in the intro of this podcast, this Cutaways podcast. Cutaways podcast. Episode 92. That's no. a lot of that's a lot of podcasts. Episode ninety three, episode ninety two, episode ninety two. But I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> that's a lot of podcasts. You said this description sucks or something. It did suck. So, um, hashtag accurate. Yo, what would what should this description be? A young teen gets sent away to a very overpriced conversion summer camp. Where she learns the true meaning of the pursuit of truth, love, and happiness. And Christmas. And Christmas. <laughs> Everyone learns about Christmas. The true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> nice. That sounds sweet. I'd watch that. It's more of a tagline than a description, yeah. but I feel like it, it, it encompasses the true message of the thing instead of using normal and quotation marks because I fucking hate that. Yeah. And I think it gets to the point better i don't know dvd.com prescriptions always bother me that works for me do you want to rate this movie i mean i know you want to (laughs) do i want to are you ready because it is a requirement i'm ready for it Uh. come on bring it oh what is that i know that 
That's a song. I know. Ooh, what is that? I'm going to play it for you. Oh, I know it. Oh, I think I know what song it is. <laughs> yup. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. All right, we're done. Um, but yes, I am ready for this rating of this movie. You rate the movie. Ah, I'm going to rate this movie four and a half. Whoa, vibrator tasers. <laughs> You rated it a lot higher than I thought you would. I enjoy, like, I enjoyed it, and I enjoy the satire thing. I think I would like it a lot more after I watch it a few more times. Mm -hmm. It does grow on you. I just, there are things that, as somebody who goes through therapy, it takes you a little bit to kind of, like, process that they are not saying that this is how it's supposed to be, or that, that that you're doing things wrong, or that anybody who, anybody can diagnose and treat somebody with mental illness but i don't think that this is a mental illness it just that's like the stigma behind it it's just totally like guys guys yeah so it's that's where the uncomfortableness comes from and that's where i get a little ranty Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give this movie four tiny blue shorts (gasps) that was my second choice Ah! (laughs) <laughs> That's why I had you go first. <laughs> I didn't want to steal it from you. Because <laughs> you wanted to hear me say vibrator taser. I didn't know you were going for that. That was just great. <laughs> I knew you wanted tiny blue shorts. <laughs> we got a review. Is this our secret review? Our secret review. Secrets. We got a review all the way from the UK from Sudden Double Deep. Yep. The <laughs> title of this review is Single White Female. But to an extreme. (laughs) Here is the review. I kid you not. Listening to this podcast is often far more entertaining than watching the films the hosts discuss. Entertaining, descriptive, and pretty darned joyous. It's always great listening to people who have a passion for film. If you're into romantic comedies, then this might be the show for you. Well, thank you so much. That's so sweet. Yeah, Ashley and I do have a passion for film. Yes. We don't necessarily have a passion for for romantic comedies. No. <laughs> Not at all. Um, and I think that's what makes it fun. And I'm glad that you're having fun with us. Yeah, romantic comedy is not our favorite genre. Like, I really want to establish that. Yeah. Because it seems like a lot of people don't get that as... We don't just sit around waiting for the next romantic comedy to come up. Most of the time we're like, oh, did you hear about this romantic comedy that just came out? It sounds so fucking terrible. We don't get like super excited girly hopping up and down, jumping and having our boobs jiggle for romantic comedies. (laughs) Next time on the podcast, we're watching 1999's Drive Me Crazy. I just can't sleep. Oh my god. See, this is exact this is a movie that I, you know, avoided when it came out. I yeah, I've I've had no desire to actually watch this movie. No. I think it could be really funny now doing what we do. Yeah. No, I do too. But for the podcast, I will watch it. Yeah, this is Oof. 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 Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
Hey, listener, do you like this podcast? If you do, we would love it if you could head over to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash cutaways podcast, if you would like to support us monetarily, and uh, we'll support you with uh, extra special goodies. Extra special goodies. Which we do have, we have plans. But seriously, we love you guys Yeah, for listening, regardless. Thank you. Our website is thecutaways.com. And we're also on the Fittergram. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Cutaways Podcast. That's how you can find us everywhere. On the trifecta of social media. Leave us gifts and comments and... More gifts. More gifts. Poll requests. Questions. Oh, yeah. Love. Support. Happiness. We'll cookies. Re- Ooh, cookies. Yeah. We'll retweet the shit out of you. Yep. We will. We are a part of a internet group, Lady Pod Squad. Represent. So search hashtag Lady Pod Squad for other female-led podcasts like us, and you will not be disappointed. Yes, and use the hashtag as liberally as you would like. If you are a Lady Podcast and you want to be part of the Lady Pod Squad, use the hashtag to get in contact with someone, and we will add you to the group. You can... Listen to our podcasts on your devices using Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcatcher, Podcatcher, some other podcasts thing. The, the pod with the thing pod. and the listen and the, yeah. the download. We'll be there. Yep. It would help us tremendously yes. if you could leave us comments and rate us. Subscribe to us if you haven't already because we'll be appearing on your devices every other week. And your ratings and comments help other people find us again we greatly appreciate you thank you so much for listening having us two years in in your ears it's so great i love it Ah, it's been a great fantastic slumber party today yes go have a good day yep enjoy hopefully non-face melting weather bye need an escape vanish into the depths of a magic forest Head out on an interstellar repair mission. Travel back in time to change the future. Explore inside someone or something else. Meet dragons, werewolves, birds, bears, aliens, mermen, and a man with a fishbowl for a head. All in ten minutes or less every week. Tune in to 600 Second Saga for your weekly science fiction and fantasy escape.